You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 187 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Valerie. How are you going? Good. What's happening in Gina world? Oh my God. It's just like... It's all over the place. I'm trying to be organized. You know what I've done, though, that's helping a lot is I've put an app on my phone and on my computer. I'm just Mm -hmm. scrolling. It's called Freedom. Uh, It locks you out of social media. (laughs) It locks you out of social media for a certain time. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Is it effective? Yeah, but I haven't. So what there is is the next level option, um, which I haven't switched on yet, is it locks you out permanently that you can't just change your mind. So I've kind of gone, yeah, I'm locked out, but I'm going to just unlock myself and get back (laughs) in again, which is useless. But there's this option that you, once you click it, they go, now, when you turn this option on, to get back in, you have to call support. (laughs) <laughs> and then they, so it's like it's not a five minute thing it might be the next day so you have oh to make, yeah you have to make sure that you're committed and 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 here's the thing there is a lot of people that are suffering from uh phone addiction app addiction it's addictive it's being designed to to be addictive and you know it's it's quite easy to go oh just look at this for a minute now do you get caught up with that, Val? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm actually um, about to faint right now because my dog Groucho is here and he's sleeping and he's just let out oh, clearly oh, a massive Groucho. fart and I oh, am about Groucho. to faint. You can't Apologies. open the door? Well, no, because I'm – you talking yeah, you to yeah. it's so, gonna have to. You just get used to it. Yeah, that's class. You're so classy, Val. <laughs> you know, couldn't let that go. Just pretend it didn't happen. We don't I'm know it happened. Overwhelmed with fumes. Like oh my god! This is not how a world-renowned artist speaks, Valerie Koo. So now that your the big exhibition's been announced, you're a finalist in an art contest, Valerie Koo. And then, so when did you decide to be a painter? Was it yesterday or the day before? How long's it been now? I don't know. You've been six months. Oh, a little while ago, yes. Yeah. So, and so now. Yeah. You put your mind to something, you don't muck around, do you? 
Yes, but what I have learnt this week actually is because I convinced myself, okay, this is fine. I'm just going to do my day job for eight hours and then I'll do be an artist for eight hours. Yeah. And so I was going to sleep at 3 a.m. and, uh, you know, getting lots of painting done and stuff. And that was all fine, but you can't do that forever. Well, I used to be able to do that, you know, 10 years ago. I used to do yeah. that all the time but as yeah. it turns out i'm discovering as one <laughs> has more use on oneself it's actually harder to be able to do that <laughs> and so i'm finding that i need to adjust, i need to figure this out and adjust my time commitment to things work life balance fell well no i don't believe in such a thing um <laughs> at all uh, because that implies that your work is not your life and your life right. is not your yeah. work, whereas yeah. I think it's one thing. Um, yeah. It's just general balance. Mm. Well, yes. sleep is so important and seriously to your health, but you can't be creative on no sleep. You just can't. So you could be up at three you know, maybe when that's the good time, but something's got to suffer as a result, right? Yes, well, you get tired, <laughs> basically. <laughs> you get you hungry know? and, uh, yeah, it's not it's not good to survive. And you need a good nine hours, I reckon. Well, I should get, a, you know, a decent chunk of sleep, but uh, when I'm doing these little marathons, I delude myself into thinking that I can push through, and I do for a while, but then you start getting tired. Yeah. So anyway, this is not earth-shattering news to most people, I realise, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm still just trying to cope with the uh, fumes from my dog, but let's move oh, on instead, God. shall we, to... <laughs> A listener question from Emily. Uh, by the way, listeners, if you have joined us fairly recently, thank you so much for joining us. You may be interested in coming to our Facebook group, which is where our listener community is. All you need to do is search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and click request to join. Uh, we'd love to have you in there. It's free to join and it's great to have our listeners in there um, from all over the world and all walks of life. Also, a I'm no big... biased, Val, but I think it's one of the best photography communities I definitely out so. there. It's so everyone is incredibly supportive yes. and generous with information a funny group as well. And it's just yes. like, as I keep saying, photography is Basically, it's the solo um, activity. There is a lot of time spent on your own retouching or doing stuff, and it's just often your partner or uh, friends don't understand your joy at a new lens or discovering mm. a new action on Photoshop, but the people in the photography community do, or that disappointment when you just miss a shot. So you need somewhere to go and just vent or celebrate a new shot and the that's where the community is fantastic. 
Yeah. And um, also a big welcome to all of the new gold members. So there has been a bunch of um, new members in Gina's gold community, and that's an awesome membership community where you receive um, additional tutorials every month. You get to, uh, you know, get constant access to Gina through a private Facebook group. You get uh, your photographs constructively critiqued by Gina and she shows, um, you know, what you might be able to do with them in Photoshop or Lightroom or just or just generally. Uh, and also you get a live monthly mastermind and Ask Me Anything with Gina, which you can jump on each month. And if you're not uh, able to make it, it's also recorded. And so you can look at all the previous masterminds as well. Um, so, yeah, a big welcome to everyone in the gold community who are new. It's exciting. I can't wait to work with this. People are just doing so many amazing things in the gold community and great stuff. And a couple of interviews we did recently last week and we got some gr- uh, great feedback or well, a couple of weeks ago, Frank Romano uh, came mm-hmm. on and did an interview and uh, we also did one with Natalie Ord, both gold members. So um, check those out because they're out there doing uh, some amazing work as are the rest of the members in the community. I, I love uh, working with all of them. Yep. So we have a listener question this week from Emily and Emily has said, hello everyone, these are the first headshots I've ever taken and my first posed indoor portraits for that matter. All I had to work with was a blank wall, a little bit of a natural light coming in from the window, emphasis on a little, it was storming (laughs) outside and my one flash bounced off the ceiling since I don't have anything to modify it yet. Would love your thoughts especially points for improvement. Now, Emily has taken a photo of a woman who is probably a middle-aged lady with uh, reddy brown hair and she's smiling. She looks like a very happy, friendly, warm, open lady with blue eyes looking straight into the camera. She's got a blue jumper on, um, woolen jumper, and the background, as Emily said, is just a blank white wall. And um, the shot is from about chest upwards uh there's also um and of course we'll put these images in the show notes which you can find at ginamilitia.com she's also got a shot of a middle-aged man who's wearing a striped shirt and he's also warm open friendly got blue eyes looking straight square to camera straight um at the camera and he's bald also against the um blank uh plain wall so gina what do you reckon I mean, in terms of subjects, right. they're lovely subjects, aren't they? Fantastic. So shot on her Canon 5D Mark III, 50mm lens and uh, aperture 3.5 at a 30th of a second. So first of all, Emily, I think uh, the styling of these images, if you had some input in that, great work because in both cases, uh, the female and the male model, blue eyes, and they're wearing blue and so the eyes uh, up against the, that that colouring pop. So fantastic. Uh, secondly, w- working with what you have is excellent. So you've got the bare speed light which bounced into the ceiling and comes back down and basically what it does is it's just like adding, it's lifting the daylight that's already in the room. So if you've got like low light because it is raining, which is like a lot of the uh, Northern Hemisphere listeners are stuck inside because of snow and rain and it's too cold, then this is the next 
best thing. And if you do like that look of daylight, then um, this is a, a kind of a good way to replicate it, that with that naked uh, bare flash speed light straight up into the ceiling. So as a good basic uh, headshot, I think you've done a great job. The connection uh, looks real to me and uh, authentic and honest. There's a smile in the eyes on both the models and I think also uh, the the pose, the angle of the head, uh, particularly on the uh, the guy that you've shot, is definitely very strong. And uh, so I think I think you've done a good job to take these to the next level. There's uh, lots you can do. So you could start working with light modifiers, and these uh, really are game changers when it comes to the way your models look. And this is like the light modifier, the, the thing that shapes the light, the way it uh, hits the subject is going to influence um, the bone structure on someone's face, the size of the catch lights in the eyes, and it can radically change the way someone looks. They can go from looking, um, you know, average to almost looking like a supermodel, and it, it really is that big a difference. And it's a matter of experimenting with different light modifiers. I'd recommend that maybe the next one that you experiment with is the umbrella. That's a good uh, uh, like training wheels, Val. It's the good next step up. And then uh, from there, you might want to go to a softbox and then you start with the harder light modifiers like a beauty dish or a grid. Uh, and also in the soft softbox family is the octobox. There are uh, podcast episodes that cover this. So maybe do a search uh, on this. And certainly there are dozens and dozens of tutorials in the gold community that cover what the different um modifiers do uh so the 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 other thing that if if you want to take this image to the next level is to give it uh what you've done now is the lighting is very even all throughout so um maybe adding shadow would be something that i would go with next and that comes with the use of the modifier so rather than the light bouncing off the ceiling and being super soft you're hitting your model directly using something like an octobox or a softbox and you can create some mood and that does a lot to change the shape of the face so if you've got someone with a, uh, a larger um, frame and a larger face you can uh, use mood lighting to uh, give them a more flattering look uh, the other thing that you can do is, is uh, work on the composition. So you, at the moment, you've got both your subjects dead center of an image, which is a common thing that newbies do with their photos because that's where the focus point is. So learning how to move your focus points around and uh, recompose your subjects so that you've got some blank space, either camera left or camera right, is going to change uh, the flow of the image. Because what you want when someone looks at an image is you want them to stay on that image for a long time. And that is done with composition. So have a think about where you're placing your subject in relation to the background and try 
try moving them across and having some empty space. And this is really handy when you're uh, using that image on social media. If there's room for text, uh, th- there's all sorts of different advantages, but the, the, the most important one being the flow of the image. And finally, think about the position of your, uh, the eyes of your model in the frame. So again, this is, I think, purely to do with where the focus point is, but you'll see that uh, most people starting out with their photography, the center point is where the focus is and uh, the eyes are at dead center of the frame. You want to try and have your eyes of the model in the top third of the frame. And then again, that has to do with composition and flow and just have a play around with some cropping and uh, try that at, at at home when you get a chance and have a look at what a difference it makes to the impact of the image. But overall, I think you've done a great job. And I think this is a a really uh, clean and easy and simple style of lighting to, you know, get you started with, with the headshots. Love it. Okay. Hope that's useful, Emily. Now let's move on to this week's topic, which is how to get the most out of Instagram for photographers. Now, why have you decided to talk about this, Gina? Because I get a lot of questions and I think a lot of uh, photographers are um, uh, quite interested in getting their profile out there. And it's such a powerful tool for getting Mm. eyes on your photos and connecting with uh, people. And if you're a professional, having clients see your work. And if you're just a hobbyist, you want to have more people looking at your work. So I just think it's useful. And there's a lot of misinformation out there about how Instagram works and Instagram keep changing the uh, algorithm as well. Mm. So it also keeps changing. So uh, I thought I'd update everyone and just give a few tips and we'd have a, a general conversation about what are the best ways to use Instagram if you're a photographer to get the most out of it. All right. I love it. So where would we start on that? Well, I want to say hashtag blessed because that's my favorite Instagram (laughs) (laughs) hashtag of all time, don't you think? And I think it's slowly going out of fashion. But you see, like, it it is like the fastest growing social media platform out there. It seems like everyone is on it. And uh, I think they lost a bit to Snapchat for a while. But now that they've got Instagram stories, it's a really engaging platform. And so, and quite powerful. So I use it to be inspired by other photographers to keep in touch with people I know. I use it for networking and I was casting models off it today, Val. It's yeah, like right. it's a it's a one-stop shop, you know. Wow. So we're now finding that uh, in the past, uh, a photographer, if they needed models, might go directly to an agent. Uh, to cast their models but now there's models out there that are repping themselves in their own right and if you need a specific one in a specific location or country you can search the hashtags for that like you know say if you're looking for someone say in Italy you could hashtag Italy model and you'll get a whole list of models that you can look at and you can um, work with them directly or you can actually find model agencies on on Insta as well and it's just so easy to, to work with so it's it's very handy for that that sort of thing, and it's entertaining as well. I, I find the. Do you watch the inter, um the stories 
I do. Um, sometimes, not every day yeah. though. I don't. It's it's no, not a habit. But there's, there's, there's a couple that I, you know, that I'm just entertained by, and it's interesting and uh, educational as well. So here okay. we've got this powerful platform, and it's all about images. And I heard some. I'm trying to remember where I heard this, but today I just heard that we um, put out uh, the same amount of content. Uh, every day than the entire history of the world. That's how much content is out there at the moment. And most of it is like hashtag blessed. Is my so there's a lot. We've got this platform that really is geared towards photographers because if you think about it, the bulk of the images on there are not always that crash hot unless you curate your feed to just be the best photographers in the world. Not everyone does that. So here's an opportunity for photographers who are a bit savvy to really stand out because it's all about images and it's all about video. So I think there is, uh, if you're not on it, you're missing a huge opportunity to get your work in front of billions of people potentially. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but with everything that's fantastic, there's always a dark side. So Instagram does have a bit of a dark side and if you're okay. – um, you, need to be mindful of how you're using these uh, apps and uh, what you're getting out of them. So there are, particularly if you're starting out as a beginner, it can be a bit disheartening to jump on Instagram and see, uh, compare your photos, your beginner level photos with someone who's maybe been out there for 10, 15, 20 years. And like your photos getting 10, 15 likes, someone else is getting, you know, a hundred thousand likes and just think, well, I'm never going to get there. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. And it's like all of that comparing is uh, you're setting yourself up for unhappiness. So definitely use it as something to be inspired by when you see these people doing well. And it's also a way of knowing that, wow, if this person can do well, it means that there are opportunities for everyone to do well on this platform and it gives you something to aim for. And just on that, there's also uh, you can get caught up in that need for uh, that that addictive quality of the likes and so you might post an image that you personally love but the world doesn't agree. And so like the image that you posted a week ago might've got 50 likes and then you post another one and it gets 15 likes and then suddenly you feel rejected and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and that, that can be tough. And, but, and, and so people can get hooked on that um, constant like, like, and, and wanting the likes and uh, needing that little dopamine hit that, that the like button gives you. But there's a great quote that I heard and uh, it, it says that uh, we make out – and it, this is about uh, trying to find external sources to find happiness. Well, I'm getting a bit deep, Val. Uh, yeah, I reckon. Mm-hmm. A, it's because I haven't had lunch yet and it's oh, that's late. really late, yeah. yes. Yeah, makes me deep. Uh, so on that note, we make ourselves – this is a quote. It's not me. I wish I said this. We make ourselves miserable by first um, 
closing ourselves off from reality and then collecting this and that in attempt to make ourselves happy by possessing happiness. But happiness is not something I have. It is not something I myself want to be. Trying to be happy by accumulating possessions is like trying to satisfy hunger by taping sandwiches all over my body. (laughs) Okay, sure. Isn't that the best quote? Yeah. <laughs> so, go, yes, have, be on Instagram. Yes, put your work out there, but don't define yourself by the number of likes and don't let that be like if you wake up and you've got 100 extra likes, don't let that be the reason that you're happy for that day because that's going to end in, you know, disaster because you, there'll never be enough followers and there'll never be enough likes to make you happy. Can I um, contribute a quote too. Yeah, what have you got, Val? So my quote is, when you're comparing yourself to other people who have may have more followers or whatever, beware the Instagrammer who buys their followers. That's a good quote and that's a good segue, Val, into the next <laughs> section. Okay. Here's the thing, and here's the other dark side of Instagram. Um, There are Instagrammers out there that um, unfortunately haven't obtained their followers in an authentic fashion, in an organic way, and that's by people will find you via a hashtag or just on the on the likes of other friends or or in an organic way, and they'll go and they'll look at your feed and they'll think, I love this photographer, I'm going to follow them, right? Or I love this painter, I love how they they paint flowers, I'm going to follow them. They might be worth something one day. Guys, I didn't get into Bitcoin, I'm waiting for my Valerie Koo to take (laughs) off. (laughs) And as I said that, here's something really spooky, an email from Bitcoin just came in. That's just weird. Isn't it? Um, so there, there is a difference between having, um, quality followers and having followers that you might buy. And the difference is, uh, then they're, they're not going to be engaging if you buy them, they're not going to be discerning and it could possibly not even be a real person. So d- well, of having yeah, the- and also people can tell, savvy people can tell when you've bought and, your followers. I know. And the other danger of um, doing that is that uh, th- there will be – there are regular clampdowns on, on, on Instagram and Twitter just had a big purge a, a couple of days ago and so they, they want to make this an honest platform and they want it to be an engaged and a real platform. So it's kind of like, Val, I see it as you can get – like, no, I'm not going to go down that path. What? No, it's too risky in this day and age to go. I've just edited myself. How is that? Okay. I don't even know what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah, it's best I don't. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's like being vague. That's being that's that's just annoying people. 
Well, there was a habit in certain industries that if you wanted to get a promotion, you slept with the boss. You got the promotion, <laughs> but you know, see now you're sorry that you made me say it. <laughs> <laughs> so go and finish the sentence, finish right. the story. So so you get the promotion, right, but you don't really feel that good about yourself because it's not honest. You didn't really earn that promotion. Well, you kind of mm-hmm. did, but you didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> like would you I- rather g- get ahead on your own, be careful what I say here, on okay, your own so, merits? So basically – um, in addition to what Gina is alluding to in that how could you live with yourself or don't, wouldn't, don't you have the, you know, the, the self-esteem and dignity just to have your own followers, in addition to that, the reality is that you don't have quality engagement. So even if you've got 10,000 or 100,000, or let's say you've got 100,000 followers, uh, if they're actually not engaged – then it doesn't matter because if you're if if you compare it with somebody who has a hundred thousand genuine authentic followers and they might average and I'm making these numbers up of course they are they might average um, five thousand likes for each of their posts if you've got a hundred thousand followers many of which are fake it's likely that you're only going to average say. 200 likes and people can immediately see that you don't have a level of engagement that is proportionate to your the the number of followers that you say you have and all people need to do is click on your profile and then click on followers and it will list your followers and then click randomly on those followers and you will find that when you click on those followers the fake ones those people have only ever posted enough enough photos to fill a screen. Yeah. So just to fill one screen. Mm. And they um, have really strange names and the photos are not even of them. They're just of random things. Yeah. And the last yeah. time they posted, and, and they all posted the, that those, you know, 20 photos that fill the screen all on the same day. And that's how you can tell when people have fake followers. So engagement should be around 3 to 5%. That's average. If you're getting more than that, that's fantastic. So if someone has uh, 100,000 followers, as you said, they should be getting about three to 5,000 likes. It should also fluctuate, Val. It should, shouldn't be the same number of likes every day, which is what yep. a follower who has bots will get. And even their videos get likes. No one likes a video, Val. They view. It's views, not likes. But with an account that has fake followers, they actually like the video as well. So that's another red flag. And um, it was interesting. There was a uh, a beauty blogger did a, a YouTube video uh, calling out uh, a lot of the other uh, beauty blog- bloggers in the industry who were doing just that. They were inflating their numbers by buying um, followers and then using that to get lucrative deals and she she was saying and I think rightly so it's fraud you know you're you're ripping off these companies because you don't have that engagement and the the people that are paying these bloggers good money to post on Instagram are, are not getting the return that they should so um 
it's it's a big problem, but ho- hopefully it'll it, it'll go away at at some stage, Val. Yeah. Okay. But, in, so, but don't. But even though we've just talked about that, don't dwell on that. <laughs> We're just painting a picture of the uh, landscape. Just focus on yourself and run your own race. Yeah, and look for you want to have a good posse of people that when you post, they like your work and they're going to be engaging. So let's talk about how to grow your Instagram organically. Okay, yeah. so. Just this year, Val, uh, in Jan, Instagram changed their algorithm, which is the way they decide what gets seen to you, what images, what percentage of your followers get to see your image. And what has happened is now when you post an image to Instagram, whereas like everyone that was following you used to see it, now that's more like what happened with Facebook a while back, it now may only be visible to about 10% of your followers for the first little while. And this is Instagram's way of sussing out a post. So it might be a video that you put up or it might be an image that you put up. And what what they're doing is they're, they're testing testing the image out first. If it's popular and people are liking it straight away, they're going to show it to the remaining 90% of your followers. So uh, there are things once people realize that there are now pods that that there are these little secret groups where people get together and they agree to like and comment on each other's um images but i think instagram are also onto that and they they shadow ban these people so do you want to tell us what shadow banning is bell no you can Okay, so it's banning, um, (laughs) shadow banning is when you're banning a user from a web or a forum in a way that the banned user has no idea that that they've been banned. So so if you've been shadow banned, you don't know that no one's seeing your posts, but basically Instagram will hide your posts from everyone. So you've hidden. That's the way they Mm -hmm. punish you for um, inflating your – you know, trying to work the system basically. Yeah. So that's a theory that uh, that is out there about trying to to spike the uh, the algorithm by getting these pods together and getting lots of people to uh, comment on your posts and like them. But the, the the best way to do it is to have sincere and real and genuine followers who like your stuff. So um, if you're the, the engagement is another really big thing that's changed, Val. So have you ever yeah. commented on someone's photo with hot or hashtag blessed or love <laughs> it, two words? Have you done? Because I know I've been guilty of that. Just a time thing. You yeah. want to support friends or you want to support the, the, the people that you, that you follow and like. And, you know, time-wise – you don't want to be writing everyone an essay, so you might do the yeah. the love heart or a thumbs up or something like that. Instagram sure. are now looking at that as uh, potentially bot behavior. It's not human behavior. And so yeah. the, the, those sorts of responses don't get uh, treated as favorably as a comment that is a sentence, four words or more. So what they're saying is um, – if you're engaging with photos, try and 
because they like to see that you as an Instagrammer are engaging with other Instagrammers. So you're a real person out there sharing and liking stuff. But when you comment on a photo, try and do it in four words or more. So, but you know, I love this a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This is really hot. Hashtag blessed. Okay. so, or or comment or ask a question or things like that, so that you're you're engaging a lot more, and hopefully uh, that might encourage your followers to start doing the same thing if they see that you're out there being genuine and and supportive with your comments. Uh, yeah. The other change that's really happened uh, helped a lot with Instagram Val is the use uh, the introduction of Instagram Stories and Instagram Love people who post to Instagram stories. So if you are, you know, followed by a hundred people that that you'll come up sort of high, you'll be ranking high in their list of things that they see first, if you've got an Mm -hmm. Instagram story. So it really works in your favor and they love people who do live Instagram stories. So if you, you know, as a photographer, if you're out there on a shoot bust out your camera, turn on the, turn it on and just do a, like a little 15, what's the cutoff? Is it 15 seconds or 10 seconds or? Oh no, it's quite long. Yeah. You get a fair while, but you can keep adding to it. Like you get cut off and then you can do another story and another story. So you could have like a quite a long segment and there's people that will have, you know, whole sort of speeches out there that they just keep starting and starting and keep it going. Or you can just share different parts of your day. So you could have behind the scenes shoots, you could do uh, a before and after. So you could have like, here's the model, we're getting ready and and now I've got my set ready to go. Or you could have uh, sneak peeks, like here's a a book. Uh, That's a really popular one that I've seen a lot on Instagram stories where photographers have created a book and it's ready to go to the client and they're really proud of it and they might flick through a few pages. Here's here's a here's a shoot I just did. Here are all the images from the last wedding. You could have success stories. There's so many things that you could share to engage with your audience on Instagram. What's some of the stuff you've done for stories, Belle? I've only done stories a little bit and that was basically showing people uh, the progress of a particular artwork. Um, Yeah. But I don't do it every day like a lot of people. I should do it more, to be honest. Yeah, because when you get your followers involved in what you're doing, I think it's a great way. It's that whole no like trust. So you're you're sharing, you're out there every day. People sort of get really uh, addicted to that little hit of you. you. And uh, I know it's silly to say, but it is the best way to engage when people can see you and see the enthusiasm and because you make stuff up about people when you just see their name you've decided what they're like what their demeanor's like and then when you meet them in person of course you're going to like them Hmm. Um, yeah it's it's definitely a good way because you can people like you who love to keep your Instagram feed pristine and Instagram stories are a great way to show some of the not so polished um, aspects because you you want your feed to actually be the photos that you've taken and the photos that you've you're proud of. You're not, you're not going to show a photo of um, a cover that I shot. 
yourself <laughs> behind the scenes, whereas that's perfect for Instagram stories. Yeah, and it goes away in a day, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, so there's all sorts of stuff you can share. So think about using that. The other really good way to grow your following is the way you caption and hashtag your images. So um, there's a couple of things you do. Now, if you're someone who loves their Instagram feed looking pristine and that you don't like the hashtags to show first, what you can do is if you um, put a dot and then a, and then return and then another dot and then return, it'll mean that there'll be like just an empty space if you're just uploading hashtags so it just looks makes your feed look cleaner does that make sense good tip yeah thank you Val (laughs) (laughs) now this tip is a ripper so the hashtag basically in Back in the day when Instagram started, hashtags were a really good way to get your work in front of a lot of people because what it, what it did was, say you hashtag, what's a popular hashtag? Let's just use blessed. Hashtag okay. blessed on a photo. As soon as I put that hashtag on, my photo, the minute it drops, will go to spot number one when someone clicks on hashtag blessed, opens it up, there's all your photos, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a really popular um hashtag it doesn't take very long for your image to move down the line but it moves down in the line in order every time someone else posts hashtag bless your photo moves up one down the line Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. say a hundred other people all posted in that same minute your your photo might get seen on that page that first page of hashtag blessed but after a while it's going to move down but it still yes. gets seen and you could like you could you could pick up an extra 50 likes or something like that just by having the right hashtag then instagram started playing around with the way that they let people deal out their uh, hashtags and they started they changed the algorithm rhythm again and they also started shadow banning hashtags because the bots knew how to use the hashtags and were just putting them out there and getting massive likes. So they they tried to change that. But the workaround and a really smart way to work with hashtags is to when you enter a hashtag, so my example is uh, I like shooting the Fiat 500 car, right, the Fiat Cinquecento or the vintage one. And if I – took a photo of a Fiat 500 and my normal reaction would be to go hashtag Fiat 500, but that's so three years ago, Val, because if I did that, it doesn't even appear anywhere on the first page, second page. It doesn't even get – it's 50 pages down. No one's ever going to see it basically because the hashtag Fiat 500 has 789,584 posts. And if you click on the first image in hashtag Fiat 500, it's getting an average of 7,000 likes. So for me to show up in hashtag Fiat 500, I would need to have uh, a following that gives me 7,000 likes and I don't. So it's a waste of time. So you just need to be a bit smarter with how you hashtag. Now, when you put 
the hashtag Fiat, you'll 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 notice that when you enter that, there'll be all these other hashtags for the same similar hashtags will show up and you just go down and scroll down until you find one that has fewer posts in it. So if when I put in Fiat 500 as a hashtag, I scroll down and there's a hashtag that says hashtag Fiat 500 vintage. If I tap on that, it has 1,318 posts and the top images are getting 200 likes. So I know I'm get, I'm averaging two to 300 likes. If I click on that, my post is going to show up on page one, hopefully in the first couple of lines. If I use that hashtag Fiat 500 as opposed to hashtag Fiat uh, hashtag Fiat 500 vintage as opposed to hashtag Fiat 500. So being a bit more discerning with your hashtags is really going to help get the uh, get your work seen by the people who like the kind of work that you're doing because that's the idea of the hashtag, right? You want people who are interested in your stuff to see it, but it'll get buried if you just keep going with the the popular ones. Use something that is a bit more alternative or slightly different or has a smaller following. Does that make sense? Great advice. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. The other thing is uh, Instagram give you 30 hashtags, so use mm. them. Now, this takes time, but if you use this method of searching through the hashtags, you've got um, a good chance to get your your work in front of, and, and it's kind of like a job, I guess. If you want to be really serious about growing your uh, Instagram following, it might be something that you set aside half an hour a day. You don't need to post 10 times a day. That's spamming your followers. Once a day, once every two days is is enough. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you do it strategically like this, you're going to find that you're your followers will grow. So use those 30 hashtags, but don't use the same 30 every time because Instagram's onto that and they may shadow ban you. So it is, it's a bit of work, but you might want to do all the research first and then maybe open up in notes on your phone, make a new folder and you could have, so for you Val, you've got your, you might have hashtags for your abstract painting. Yes. And then you might have hashtags for your flower paintings. You might have hashtags for your uh, small pieces. You might have another Mm. set of hashtags for macrame. And then you might have another one for cats. And then Mm -hmm. you might have other ones for Australian Writer Centre when you're, you're posting about books, right? Yeah. And so you have, and then in each set, you might have three different sets of 30 hashtags. So one that covers abstract art, a different sort of a different mix. And then you can just, uh, so that, that might take you half an hour to an hour to set up, but then it's just a matter of copying and pasting each time you post. So it's like a little bit of work at the start, but then you can have a system going and it is, it is that to be that disciplined, if you want to grow it, um, that's how, that's how it works. The, the other way is uh, G- Instagram love it when you geotag images. So if you're you in another you country. You put your location? You put your location. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wherever you are, make sure that you let Instagram know here's exactly where I are because where I am because 
people can search, people search based on location and they use the geotag. So that seems to give you uh, more priority. Uh, so you're bumped up the list if you do something like that. Hmm. Um, so, so there you go. So um, the other thing you can do, you can actually follow hashtags now. Do you know about that? Yeah, yeah. So if you like a particular hashtag, like hashtag Fiat 500 or hashtag abstract art or whatever, you can follow that hashtag so you can see what other people are following in that hashtag and it might give you some ideas of other hashtags as well, as well as inspire you to find some good work. So uh, I've put in the show notes how to do that if anyone is interested. Okay, cool. Wow. This is a masterclass in Instagram. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we should change the name of the uh, the, the <laughs> title of the uh, podcast. So <laughs> now, just some uh, quick tips now on how to organically grow your Instagram account. So, firstly, we've talked about this. Don't cheat; you'll get caught. Right? <laughs> the because, second one, yeah, and even if you aren't caught by everyone, you are caught by people who know. People in the know just have to look. Mm. People in the know who have grade one math who can mm. work out a percentage can look at yep. your feed and know that you're not real. It's yep. and and if you want to check anyone that you think is sus, uh, you can just use that. They should be at three to five percent. Anything yep. over that is amazing. Anything you know. Yeah, so that, that, that's what you want to be checking on. So if you've got a million followers and a thousand likes, dodge. Something um, wrong. Something wrong. Um, start. You can start out if you don't have an Instagram account. Set one up. Give it. Give it a name and. Um, Start by connecting with everyone you know. So Facebook's a good start. Just invite everyone in your Facebook, uh, all your Facebook friends to connect with you on Instagram. If you're in any uh, Facebook groups, uh, ask anyone in the group who, who might want to. I think there's a there's a, a feed uh, that's just started in, in our Facebook group, Val, that today that someone said, who, who are you on Instagram? Let's follow each other and let's yep, support each great. other. And it's also a fantastic way to keep up with what everyone's doing and I think that's a great thing. Uh, you Post your Instagram to other social media. So make sure that you hook up your Instagram to go to Facebook when you post and also to Twitter and LinkedIn if you like. And so that that's another way to, to get followers because not everyone is going to see your image when it drops in Instagram, but they may pick it up on Twitter or they might see it on Facebook or they might see it on LinkedIn or have I missed any other platforms? Probably well, not. there's others, but, this, but these are the key They're ones. Yeah, important ones. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure that you post quality stuff. So d- don't just post. It. I mean, if you're serious about curating a nice, a great-looking photography feed, uh, there's a couple of ways you can be the purest and you just post the photos of the kind of work that you want to attract, or it might be that you're using Instagram as a photographer to engage with prospective clients or to engage with the world and you want to show your personality. But again, you want to make sure that you're the stuff that you're posting is quality, not guff. So like make sure that your photos look nice. You're thoughtful about what you're putting out there uh, as well. And 
a really good tip is to uh, have a consistent looking style as well. People like to follow boards that that they they know it, it's it's just I don't know it's comforting to know that oh this person I like they always have minimalist photos and if it would be like you know I know that every day at this time they're going to post another beautiful minimalist photo in black and white if they were to one day start photo uh, posting images of their cat or their food I might be I might I didn't sign up to this. I want to see the minimalism. If I wanted to follow cats, I would follow cats, you know. So be kind, try and be consistent in your uh, style and the theme. And then this is so important, engage with others. So, and, and this is across all social media, even if you're a member of a, a Facebook group or something like that, you get back what you put in. So if you're the member of the group that someone posts an image and you're commenting on it, you're liking, you're you're being engaged and you're being sincere, when it comes time for you to post an image, you're going to get all of that back and then some. So it's an important, mm. um, it's an important, it's, be social, be human, be real, talk to people, ask them questions, like their photos, do all of that. We talked about the geotagging, use the 30 hashtags, use the right hashtags. Uh, with your caption, when you're captioning photos, be thoughtful about that too. Now, it's easy to be lazy and just go hashtag blessed and then a photo of a <laughs> Uh, and, you know, but if you spend a little bit of time and you're thoughtful with your, your, your uh, captions, you can also invite engagement with the people who follow you. So you can ask questions or include some sort of call to action. So uh, that's a mm. good way because what you want, remember, is in that first hour that your image is out there, you want people to like, but you also want them to comment. It's not just the like that Instagram uh, push your photos out there to the rest of your followers. They want to see engagement. So they want to see lots and lots and lots of comments. So anything you can do when you post that image to get the comments back is going to really help you. So on that, Val, when people comment on your work, that is the time. So when you post an image, it, it might be that like pick a time that you're around that you can actually reply in that at the, at the very least in that first hour to any comments that you get and make sure that if someone says, wow, I love this image, you don't just reply, thanks, but you reply, thanks so much. I took it at da-da-da, hashtag blessed, whatever, more than four four words to, you know, being well, until until of course you potentially get to the stage where you are getting so many comments that it would be quite difficult to reply to them all at at the very least you like the comment yes but you know but i'm just saying it, it's crucial in that first hour Val. so you just right. like once they're coming in but like of course they're going to understand like kim kimmy kardashian doesn't respond to <laughs> all her comments does she but you see the the big guys on instagram just watch what they do the comments will come in and they will respond to as many as they can in that first little while to, yeah. to, to let instagram know that yeah this is happening and yes i'm engaging so please now you've got the 10 percent have seen it please now show it to the other 90%. Uh, yeah. 
All right. Another thing you can do is tag other accounts or feature accounts. So it's like, don't annoy famous people or anything like that. But if you're uh, in, you've done a, a photo shoot and it's in, uh, um, in a cafe, tag, tag the cafe that you photographed it in, or it's, it's uh, of a particular car that you photographed, tag the car company. D- do you know what I mean? Cause then mm. they might pick up the image and share it, or you can tag, there are bigger accounts that will share, um, landscape photos and fashion photos. So you can tag them and they might then give you a shout out on their account that has 4 million followers and they'll share. So like Nat Geo does it, Australian travel tourism do it. There's lots of different Instagram um, pages that will share other photographers work and that's, that's their actual page. That's all they do is share. So if you tag yeah. them, that's going to get you in front of uh, lots of other people. Cool. All right. You yep. got anything to say, or I just shall I keep banging on? Oh, I think <laughs> it's mark. great. You're just you're just you know <laughs> nailing it. <laughs> All right. So um, another thing that you can do that's really going to help because your followers get to know uh, a routine and they like the routine. So if you post consistently at a similar time each day, then they know when to look out for your images. So just find a time and it might be that that when you know the most amount of people are online, so it might be early in the morning when you, you know, people are, are, are on the train or as people are just getting up, they might check their Instagram feed at the end of the day is usually good. Lunchtime's good and probably evening is also a peak time just be consistent rather than being all over the place um there is a lot of people that suggest that switching to a business account to access so you can access um the stats and the data if you want to get um that sort of geeky about it all may also uh help Uh, i don't know val have you got anything i do have opinions on this Um, Obviously, you can have a personal Instagram page or you can change it to a business account in the same way that you can have a personal Facebook profile or you can have a Facebook page for your photography. Now, once upon a time, Facebook pages were just as engaged and popular in people's feeds as personal profiles. But now Facebook is almost dead. Unless you pay money to boost your post or pay money to advertise, very few people are actually seeing your Facebook page. Now, if you're one of the lucky ones that started a long time ago and have continued that engagement, then that's great. But I know a lot of photographers photographers and artists Mm. who have started their pages more recently uh, or even not so recently and um, it's a a ghost town. So Mm. in my opinion, a similar thing is going to happen with Instagram. In fact, I was only talking to someone yesterday who said that they changed it to – changed their Instagram profile to a business account and they've now changed, and it it was so there was so little engagement because of course the theory behind it is they want you to pay that they now have changed it back to a personal profile and have to you know claw back claw back ground so to speak so um, yes there are definitely benefits of um, using a business account for Instagram but unless you are going to be active in 
um, you know, advertising, uh, I think that um, don't bother until you are ready to do some advertising. Then, yeah, change it if you if you want to. That's Good tip. I was sense. sus on them from for that same reason. I'm like, are they going to do what? And they are owned by Facebook, and I was always worried yeah. that they'll do what they did with the Facebook pages. Yes, where they yeah. encourage us, and then they said, "Well, sorry." Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe not, but yeah. The other thing that you want to do, and we talked about this, use the Instagram stories. That is really going to help you organically. Um, improve your followers as well add followers and uh go live as i said uh, post videos also val is a really good way to uh, instagram seem to like people who post videos so that could be part of your feed and for stills photographers you might want to consider if you don't want to post like if you don't want to create videos, you could make like almost a slideshow of four or five of your images and that's a video technically. Or you could look at creating cinemagraphs, which is a an image but a small portion of it moves. And I, I do want to do a show on cinemagraphs because I think they're um, a really cool way to get your work noticed as well. Go back through your feed and maybe clean it up if it's a bit rough looking and edit out any sort of, um, you know, tatty images. Uh, just post. Pictures while you're drunk. <laughs> or, yeah, anything that might implicate you in anything or just <laughs> stuff that you did earlier on where you got a bit carried away with this particular style that you look at now and go, ugh what was I thinking? Um, maybe get rid of those and so that your feed looks pristine so that when people scroll down, they just see beauty everywhere uh, as well. And share the love. So, you know, partner up with other Instagrammers, collaborate that you can partner up with uh, makeup artists or stylists and make sure that you're hashtagging each other and tagging each other and doing all of that. And that's what it is. It's this social world. So there you go, Val. Great advice. Love it. Fantastic. Wow. Well, we hope that you got some tips for Instagram. Um, I think the other thing is that I hear a lot of naysayers say, oh, but I don't know, you know, it just takes time and and why should I? Well, I think it depends on what your goals are. If you want to use Instagram as a marketing tool for your photography business, then you need to be proactive about it and it is an extremely useful and cost-effective way to get more work. Uh, I've definitely got commissions as a result of Instagram for for my art. Gina has definitely got um, photography gigs as a result of Instagram. So if you are a naysayer, before you poo-poo it, at least give it a go and give it a go using making sure that you follow the guidelines that we've outlined in this episode because uh, they are useful and they do work if you are consistent about it. And if you approach it with the spirit of, you know, let's just um, uh, let's just see where this can take me as opposed to approaching it with a negative mindset. So, yeah, that's my well, two cents yeah. as well. Yeah, excellent. Anyway, we've come to the end of this week's episode. What are you doing this following week, Gina? 
All right, so I have uh, some shoots going on. I've been experimenting with a couple of different lighting styles, Val, and I'm bit excited it's like it's nothing new but it's just something that I wasn't doing before and I wanted to wrap my head around so um that makes me very happy what what about you I will be doing more sleep no good (laughs) all right where do we find you online Gina so you can find me at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. You can follow me on Instagram at ginamilitia and Twitter <laughs> and all, all the other social medias at ginamilitia. You can find me in the photography podcast group and I'm also in the gold community every day answering questions, doing tutorials, uh, just working on one right now. Val, what about you? You can find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O on Twitter and Instagram and, of course, also in the Gold community. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.